Hello, and welcome to love in the time of COVID-19. Yeah, we are still in the time of, and we're probably going to be in the time of COVID-19 for quite a while still, if not uh, forever. Not to sound defeatist, right? but this virus is going to become a part of our lives like it has already and I think we're just going to always be dealing with it in some capacity or another and hopefully it will mutate do whatever viruses are supposed to do and go into some far corner and only come out every once in a while (laughs) waiting on that vaccine hopefully uh, that'll happen soon the title of this show will stay love in the time of COVID-19 for the time being, but eventually we'll just morph into love in the time of, which sounds nice anyway, it kind of rhymes, love in the time of, even vibrates off the lips a little bit there. All right, give me a, give me a break. (laughs) I've been alone for a few months. I mean, I've had my kids, but you know what I'm saying. Alone, been alone. Thank goodness for, uh, high-quality battery-operated apparatus and a very patient demeanor. <laughs> but still, human contact is vital to our well-being, even if it's just a socially distanced wave to somebody that I know. Having that recognition, having that feeling of being near someone is helpful, uh, and it is also certainly very important Uh, assuming that uh, you aren't in a relationship of sorts where you can actually enjoy physical contact. I actually read an article that was super depressing. We are not having a proper amount of sex in the United States. It's really disappointing, actually. Uh, We're just not doing it enough. The statistic that I was super surprised about was that numbers among men under 35 not having lots of sex, super low. Now, I don't know what that's about. In my fantasy brain, it's, and not the sexual fantasy brain, but like the fantasy about how there might actually be really good people in the world, maybe it's that they're all super concerned about STIs and they're being vigilant and they're not just out having random unprotected sex with random people. Uh, maybe it's about consent that they're, you know, everybody is is wanting to make sure that it's it's super consensual between each I don't know. I mean, I'm making this shit up because I'm trying to feel better about the situation. But the the University of Chicago survey, uh, which was where all the info was collected, uh, the article posted in the Daily News, published in the Journal of American Medicine. So legit, they kind of do this uh, life survey every two years. So this covered the two-year period from 2016 to 2018. And it came out that just under 50% of women said they were stooping once a week. Just under 50% of women, okay? And just over 50% of men said the same thing, that they were having sex at least once a week. In those same two-year period, more than 30% of men between 18 and 24 hadn't been sexually active in at least a year. Right. So more than 30 percent of men between 18 and 24 hadn't been sexually active in at least a year. This is in a two year time period. That was kind of surprising, but I think also good news, seeing as how I have 
kids that fall into (laughs) that age range that they're having more sex than I am so anyway uh and then the the other side of it was that just under 15 percent of men between 25 and 34 also answered the same way just under 15 percent saying that they hadn't been sexually active in at least a year now there's definitely some correlation between Uh, economic success, at least for men, and sexual success. So when a dude seems to have a a full wallet, uh, he seems to manage to have a full dance card, which I kind of guess makes some sense. Uh, Looking at uh, more of the statistics, women between 25 and 34 in that same two-year time period showed a little over 12% not being sexually active for more than a year. Mm, It's not bad. It's it's a little better than the, the male percent percentage. Uh, and then the percentage of those having sex once a week, a little over 50% in the age range of 25 to 34. So, all right, but clearly it's not enough. And what the survey was saying was that compared to a survey that was done in the early 2000s, the numbers have gone down substantially. So it's concerning, right, because sex makes people feel good. And then that makes people behave better and makes people nicer. Ultimately, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it does for me. I mean, and don't even start with married people. Forget about it. They're barely doing it. Some of them were reporting one to three times a month. No wonder I keep finding so many married people on the dating apps. Sheesh. Yes, it's true. They're on there. Let's not even go there. That's a whole other conversation. You know that uh, sexual inactivity is associated with an increased risk of death. So you need to shtup for your health. You need to shtup for your life. But what I'd like to know, and I guess I'm going to have to do a little more research about this, is how much actual sex you need to be having to make sure it's beneficial. But regardless, we know there are tons of benefits, right? It's physical, mental well-being. I remember I I went to an esthetician a long time ago. She was uh, an Eastern European woman, very sturdy woman, somewhat older than I at the time, but her skin was magnificent. I couldn't believe it. I was like, she was clearly, she was a good 20 years older than me at least, but her skin was so smooth and porcelain-like. And so I said, all right, what, what's your secret? Because obviously she's an esthetician. I'm thinking she's going to tell me what, what I should be doing with my skin. And she looked at me with this thick Eastern European accent. Sex. Have lots and lots of sex. It was a really bad Eastern European accent. But basically, she was saying sex helps your skin clear. Not sure what the science behind that is, but that was what her prescription was. Have lots and lots of sex. So if uh, any of you know me and you see me out in public and I got a, a zit or a three, you'll know I haven't been laid in a while. But if my skin's looking good, hmm, come to your own conclusions. Regardless, I'm glad we have masks to wear now anyway right? (laughs) I mean, there's got to be something good about a mask. I thinking about, uh, I mean, trying not to think about the virus, but thinking about coronavirus, COVID-19, and thinking about sex. They got it right in the Netherlands. Did you hear about this? I mean, this is old news at this point, but for me, I was still thoroughly impressed that I figured I would share it with you. Dutch officials were actually suggesting that people get a sex buddy for quarantine, and that was S-E-K-S-B-U-D-D-Y, sex buddy. 
sex buddy in English <laughs> for quarantine. No, seriously, single men and women, it was advised that they find a partner and come to a mutually beneficial agreement so that they could have safe and consensual and ultimately someone, you know, to, to have physical contact with while you were isolating. And I think it's brilliant, right? You know, we have, you know, pods of people and slowly the pods get a little bit bigger. Calling back to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Donald Sutherland, really terrifying in that movie, but what a great movie. Pod people, depending on who's in your pod, hopefully you could find someone who, whether it was relationship worthy or not, or just for the physical component of it, someone that you were willing to pod with so that you could get your needs met every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, it's important. I mean, I was isolated for a couple of months and I was with my kids, but obviously uh, they're over there and I'm over here. But but having any sort of physical interaction with somebody, it started to become even hard to imagine what it would be like. So that when after a couple of months, someone who I knew who had been very isolated and quarantined and very safe, when when I first saw him and he was like, can I give you a hug? And I got this hug. I literally almost melted on the sidewalk because it just felt so good to have that physical contact. So I would absolutely want to try to find a sex buddy uh, the next time for lockdown, just because, you know, to have that physical contact, even if it's not a sex buddy, someone that I could cuddle with, even someone that would just brush my hair or give me a massage or something, right? We call it FWB, right? Friends with benefits or a COVID cuffing cohort. Yeah, I like to coin these terms, COVID cuffing cohort. I think that's kind of fun, right? Sort of a uh, cuffing season, but COVID cuffing season. I think it would be kind of neat to try to figure out how to how to make this work. And then, you know, I would certainly try to do things differently in terms of my kids and my ex, because we, we were so flipped out when the whole thing started, uh, when we were, knew we were going to be able to leave the city and we were lucky enough to have some place to go. I had invited my ex and his girlfriend uh, to join us in lockdown. But, you know, not everybody was super comfortable with that idea. So that didn't happen. But ultimately, what did happen is that my kids went a couple of months without seeing their dad in person. And that was hard on everybody, right? Not just because I was, you know, 24-7 parental duty, but because they like to hang out with their dad and the kids need to see their dad, their boys, for goodness sakes. You know, so, so I would definitely try to shift that for next time and start out with them, my ex and his girlfriend, in our pod so that the kids could go back and forth safely. And then I'd be able to work in my sex pod buddy and, and stay sane and, and even healthy because, you know, you could burn off a handful of calories during sex, right? It's sort of physical activity. I mean, it's definitely physical activity. I will tell you, I, I was a little disappointed when I decided to look up how many calories you burn off during sex, and it's really not as much as I had hoped it would be. Of course, I found the the one cheeky article that said you burn off 69 calories during sex. Wah, wah. Now, you can burn off more calories depending on the position you're in. I'll let you use your imagination to figure out who burns more calories doing what, when, where. <laughs> but my advice to you, find a sex buddy, a COVID cuffing cohort for your bubble, for your pod, because uh, that'll be uh, helpful, I think, to everybody 
around you. <laughs> Just be safe about it, okay? Talking about uh, my ex and visitation with the kids. A couple episodes, you know, we talked to talked to a lawyer about, you know, people had questions about how to maintain visitation schedules and all of that. Uh, I'm in a few Facebook groups for moms, single moms, and a question that comes up a lot with regards to dating, uh, and it came up actually the other day in one of my Facebook groups, was when do you tell someone that you have kids if you're, you know, on a dating app or, or starting to talk to somebody? And the, the answers were, were really varied. I was kind of surprised. Uh, there were a lot of moms who were suggesting, oh, I don't tell them until it's a few dates in and I get to know them and, and then decide whether or not uh, I want them to have that personal information. That one surprised the heck out of me. I mean, my kids are part of my every day, so I can't imagine that I'd be able to even have a conversation without interjecting them in some capacity or another. For me, you got to tell somebody immediately. That's not something y- you keep without, you know, sharing it right away. And I don't understand the hiding of it. If you want to explain that to me, if that's the side you fall down on, uh, let me know why you don't share about your kids. Uh, It's bizarre because, you know, some women definitely are of the mindset, if the person sees how awesome I am, he won't care that I have kids. (laughs) No, honey, Uh, they're going to care. Regardless, because if they actually don't want to meet someone with kids, they're going to feel betrayed because you withheld information uh, and they are not interested in your kids. So they're going to somehow be resentful if your kids take you away from them. So that's why it's not something that you want to surprise them with. I don't care how fantastic you are. You're not going to change them. So you got to get this information out ahead of time. You'll avoid a ton of frustration, disappointment. Just get it out of the way. I mean, I have a story uh, of a friend of mine who, who's also dating, swiping on the apps, etc., and communicating and meeting people. And she could swear that she let this person know that she had children. Uh, they were meeting for their first date and came in. They sat down. And at some point in the first few minutes, as happens when you do have children, typically, my friend said something about, oh, yeah, well, my kids are home. And, and the guy flipped out. What do you mean your kids are home? You didn't tell me you had kids. When she knew, she absolutely had told him. She ended up going all the way back through, you know, pages and pages and pages of text messages to see the part where she did mention, I have two kids. Uh, But the guy ended up being a total dick about it and was kind of huffy. And so much to my friend's credit, and I still was blown away that she was able to do this, she looked at him They'd maybe been sitting down five minutes and she said, look, if this is going to be a problem for you, then maybe you should go now. The guy actually got up and walked out, got up, walked out. Thankfully, my friend was nearby. She was able to call me and be like, all right, let's meet for a drink, (laughs) Which, which I did. But it was seriously, it was like, what the hell? This guy clearly had designs on her that that after they had their little cocktail, he was going to take her back to her place and, and get down to business. But because her kids were home. So he he was he was a dick. We, we realized that it was one of those situations where even though she could have sworn she had told him she had kids, he would have been the guy that would have been really pissed and really resentful that she was spending time with her kids and not with him. So that's why you kind of got to get this information out 
ahead of time so that you're not in a situation where the guy's all of a sudden like, wait, what? You have kids? It's complicated to date with kids. I mean, heck, dating with kids without kids is complicated, I'm sure. But, you know, my kids are part of who I am. You got to date all of me, not just parts of me. And so you should mention your kids in your profile or at least within the first conversation. But do me a favor, and this is a big but, big, round, badonkadonk, but stop putting pictures of your kids in your dating profiles. This is a pet peeve of mine. Other people don't seem to care. I care. I don't want to look at your kids. I'm trying to get past you. Don't start putting your kids there. If it's a super cute picture of you, okay, fine. But do me a favor, blur out their faces, obscure them in some way, put a little, you know, smiley face over their faces. Your children have no place in your dating pics at all. Sheesh. I guess I'm a little ranty today. Maybe because I'm a little randy. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you have different opinions? Change my mind. Love in the time of COVID-19 at gmail.com. All right, let's let's shift gears a little bit, okay? We're going to reach into the Grandpa Harold mailbag. Pull out a letter. I haven't read one uh, in a while. And who doesn't love hearing a letter that uh, Grandpa Harold has written to uh, my grandma Selma so so let's see what we can oh there's so many letters so I'm literally I'm gonna reach in and pull one out see what happens sometimes they're a little bit hard to read so you have to bear with me oh and this one the, the, the print is so small all right hopefully I can do this in order so here we go this is actually written on American Red Cross stationery dated Saturday 5th 1946, Tarvisio, Italy. Beloved one, just another letter full of love and longing just for you. I haven't anything else to write of. The only thing I want you to know is how much I love you and need you. I wish I had the ability to write what is in my heart, but for some reason or other, I can't find the right words to write. All I can say is that I am the luckiest fellow in the world for having you for my wife. There is no one who would ever take away just a little bit of this love I have for you. All the love that I possess is yours, and only just for you. If you weren't at home waiting for me, this army life would have drained my energy by now. But the thought of you keeps me going. My only hope and desire is to get out of the army and come home to you. You are my life and all that is good in this world. Without you, there would be no reason for me to go on living. Oh, I am living just to go home to you. I hope what I wrote hasn't made you feel blue, but I had to write it. I want you to know how I feel, and that is how I am going to feel for the rest of my life. My life is just going to be devoted to the task of making you happy and making sure that all of your dreams, hopes, and desires come true. I am positive that I am going to be successful in those respects. How are the kids? Are they well? I hope to God all is well at home. I know you are having an extremely cold winter, so please take extra care of yourself and the kids. I don't want you to get sick. Dress warm, and if it is cold, don't go out of the house. Did you take any more pictures? Can't you get Dr. Frenchie, I think it says, to take some of you? I think if you ask Mitzi to ask him, he might do it. 
I would love to have another picture of you and the kids. It is three months since I have seen you, and I will settle for a picture right now. The 45 painters are leaving Sunday, and then the 40 painters will be next. I think that's what it says. It looks like my time will come in about three months if they don't do away with the paint system. I will have the same amount of paints, 29, because they stopped counting them from September 2nd, 1945. If we have a new count, I will have 36. But there is also the chance that they might do away with the paint system altogether. Between you and me, no one knows what is going on. I just am hoping that I am home by May or June. There is also the possibility that I may be home sooner and also the possibility that I may be here longer. Just don't have any hopes at all. Just let's hope that I come home safe and as soon as possible. The radio is playing and it is playing love songs. Each one is breaking my heart. They make me feel sad and blue. I don't know why they need me in the army. My thoughts are not here. They are home with you. No matter where I may be, they will always be with you. I expect to get a pass in a few days. When I say a pass, it means they will send me to some resort town or Switzerland for two or three weeks. It will break up the monotony of army life and might do me some good. The time will pass much faster. Honey, it is time for chow and I am hungry. I am saving the stuff your mom sent me for a day when we have a bad meal. I certainly appreciate all of her thoughts of me. This is about the sweetest person in the world. Sweet thoughts, honey, and please take good care of yourself. I kiss you goodnight as you told me to do. You didn't have to tell me because every night that we are apart I do it automatically, and it is almost like the real thing. Kiss the kids for me and tell them I miss them and love them, but most of all, I miss and love you. Think of me as I think of you. Just thoughts of love. Love, Harold. So sweet. I guess it was definitely tricky having to write all the time, but at least he had someone to write to, which is amazing. So I'm grateful to have these letters from Grandpa Harold, and as always, if you have a love letter you want to share, send it along. Love in the time of COVID-19. I do hope everyone is maintaining good safety protocols and not being mask holes. Wear your mask, wash your hands. Oh, and wash your masks. Yeah, seriously, if you're not using disposable ones and you're using reusable ones, make sure you wash them because they do get kind of grody. And if washing them is tricky, but you do have some Lysol, at least spray both sides, let it sit, rotate them for a couple of days. I just got some new ones from Stitchy Crow and they are so comfy. I'm excited to use them. Keep up the fight, whatever your fight is, because that's the beauty of living in a free country. We can get up, stand up, rise up. Let's do. Follow me on Instagram at lovecovidstyle. Send any correspondence to love in the time of COVID-19 at gmail.com. Subscribe. Comment on the podcast. This is Love in the Time of COVID-19. I'm Julie Stampler. Stay well. <laughs>